Hi, thanks for checking out Liquid Chords. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that in the run-up to Christmas, and for a limited time only, we are offering 15% off bottles of Dead Rabbit through the DLD.com. Just enter the promo code Liquid Chords, which is all one word, and treat yourself or a loved one to some of the finest Irish whiskey for the holiday season. Welcome to Liquid Chords. Today we have Alex from the Dublin Bass Band Thumper. The six-piece group lays elements of psychedelic rock with pop hooks and post-punk influences. They've been compared to the likes of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, as well as Sonic Youth. Alex and I speak about Thumper's development, the trials and tribulations of touring with a six-piece band, and their upcoming album, which is to be released next year. Enjoy. Liquid Hi, so I'm with Alex from Thumper. How are you getting on, man? How you doing, dude? What's the crack? I'm doing good. Uh, I like your cup there. It says... Ah, yes. It? it says... <laughs> you're a gobshite, but you're my gobshite. Very, <laughs> very endearing Irish terminology, I think. Um, very colloquial. And where, where are you recording this from? I am recording this from my bedroom um, on the old Cabra Road, just outside of Fibsburg. In Dublin and all in the Dublin, boys from yeah. Thumper, he's all based in Dublin. We are all yeah, based in Dublin at the moment. Okay. Um, kind of spread out amongst various areas, I suppose. <laughs> are, are you but from the? Would the majority of you be from Dublin or different kind of? All about? Um, yeah, but, um, there's some of us are just from like kind of neighboring neighboring counties, but uh, yeah, the majority of us are from Dublin. How did Thumper come about? Were you like we? Kind of read somewhere we were in BIM together. Was that? Yeah, yeah, we were all um, in college in and around the same time. Uh, I was actually, I only joined the band about, uh, is it two, maybe two and a half years ago now? And they were gone for, I think, two and a half years before that. But uh, we would have all went to BIM, yeah, where we could have, we would have all kind of played around in various kind of bands and stuff. And then eventually kind of honing in on what we wanted to do towards the end of it. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I guess that's it, yeah, that's how I would have met all the lads anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's like, for people that don't know, um, BIM is, it's a music college in Dublin, but they've kind of got places in Berlin and Brighton and there's, it's kind of, Ber- where else, is it Liverpool maybe? I think, so. I think there's about 10 of them now well, or okay. something, yeah, I think that was a number that was said to me the other day. Uh, there's a couple in Germany, yeah, Berlin and Hamburg and then a good few in England. Yeah. Um... And and yeah, yeah, it's been going. I think it's been it's been going strong now. I think one of the first bands to ever come out of uh, one of the first BIMs was uh, the Kooks, and uh, really? they right, okay. yeah they did right. pretty well for a while. Yeah, I think I think they're doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> they get by. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so you get so you guys are kind of introduced, I guess, through through BIM, and then what it were you were you kind of how were you proposed to join Thumper to just gradually come about through knowing guys. Just being um, a session head or Yeah, I mean I was playing like so from being in BIM we would have all like gigged together quite a lot over over the four years that we were there. And just would have would have kind of built kind of reputations amongst friends, I suppose. Um I was doing before Thumper I was doing uh kind of much more experimental kind of stuff. Not uh, not that Thumper isn't experimental in parts, but like it was way more kind of maybe jazz and like um stone or rock kind of orientated but um 
I think I just I was working with Oshin, the front man, one night, and then I think we went out afterwards, and it was just this like really drunken conversation where I was like, ah, "Did I hear you're looking for like a third guitar player?" And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah, who isn't always <laughs> looking for a third guitar player?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, and then I think we just had like a couple of jams together, and I hopped on a summer circuit. Uh, for them just to do Irish festivals and stuff and it kind of we just all got on really well and became a permanent thing yeah when our mutual friend Dead Rabbit uh, informed me of Thumper he introduced you as being the 12th guitarist the 12th uh, guitarist from, from, yeah it's not That's quite good. 12 but it's definitely like listening to the music and watching the live videos so you know it's you hear this all the time it can be kind of like a generic throwaway statement but it really layered massive sounding songs like Topher Grace mm. just is like sounds like there's about sounds like there are about 12 guitars on that recording it's, yeah have you struggled with that during this all not not being able to gig or is this giving you time to record and get stuff together um, yeah I think every I think every kind of musician is feeling the, the lack of gigs um, we've definitely focused uh, a lot we, we were we were rehearsing before this lockdown came we were rehearsing twice a week still just to work on kind of new material and just to, uh, just kind of keep everything moving kind of give it a sense that we were still moving working towards something but like yeah when you don't get to kind of like share what it is that you're working on with people in that live environment and kind of get the energy off your chest kind of thing it can be a bit like i think at this point we're all just really kind of massively fed up with it like yeah we were we were in the middle of a tour just when this really kicked off i think it was in march we were in Berlin and uh, we were kind of hoping to get to Paris, but uh, and then just overnight it just completely changed. Where it was just like, oh, we're actually getting a flight out at eight in the morning because we don't know if they're going to close the airports or not. And so it's been, it's been, it's been like that ever since. You know, we haven't been able to do a show since then. Yeah, that was it's crazy. It was the same. I was, I was in Edinburgh and then Glasgow supporting uh, David Keenan and mm. kind of joking you know that night about oh you know this, this COVID thing starting to starting to gain momentum like still uh, totally oblivious to how serious this was yeah, going to be yeah, and really everybody was laughing there. and I think even though it was on the doorstep I don't think anybody had really comprehended mm. how it was going to no Actually, yeah de- definitely yeah it's just it's really really it's really caught on yeah. um, <laughs> it's popular yeah <laughs> but uh yeah we were just we were sitting in a bar in uh it was me Oshin, and dav uh from the band just sitting in a bar and we were just like these messages were just coming in and in and it was just like slowly just the shit was just hitting the fan <laughs> like faster and faster like <laughs> visions of you eating baguettes and chilling like at the yeah, Eiffel Tower oh, starting man. to slowly fade away <laughs> yeah 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 I had such plans but um yes and I mean like it has been in a way there has been like silver linings that I've been able to take out of it where like I've been riding a lot and kind of like I had I've had time to reconnect with people that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to really just kind of considering how all walks of life kind of unfold so uh, that's been really nice um mm. but now kind of coming into the winter months you're just a bit like uh all right fuck this <laughs> like yeah um but you know we'll still we'll still keep doing our bit and how does the writing process tend to happen for a thumper are you just in a room jamming or is it a sort of someone comes gets an idea and takes it in and you develop it from there 
Um, it would. I think it, it's kind of. It can happen in a in a multitude of ways, really. But uh, mainly, the kind of main thing would be Ocean would bring a song that's like pretty much like all the way there, and then we'll try and translate his demo into like a, a band kind of version. And then in in that process, bits might get added in or taken away, and just kind of just to try to get it to the point where like all six of us can play it together. Mm-hmm. And it has the sense of a song. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I learned from starting to play with Thumper was just like serve the song. Like, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, like to have, because we have so many, we've like, you know, the two drummers and the three guitars and all, it'd be really easy to just welly it all the time. But like, you might, you're just like, you're running on ego there, really, you know, like, it's like, I'm the fucking greatest. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like that's just like nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> you it's, know, it's interesting. Like I don't want to, I don't want to. I want to be careful the way I say this. But coming from a jazz background, there's mm. there's like an I don't know maybe I'm misguided, but there's an attitude of kind of the 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 there's an improvisation element to, to a lot of jazz, and you know, yeah. kind of just f- feeling the mood at that point and and doing something um, a bit sporadic or not a bit impulsive. I guess um, going mm. with impulse is that is that something you've had to restrain in yourself? Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was just I'm mad for it. I was well, I still kind of am, but definitely I'm more restrained now of just like wanting to just fucking go for it like all the time. <laughs> uh, and like that's really I think it's a really it's a really kind of good skill to have just to be able to, like I feel like I could just play music for hours and like just keep jamming, 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 but like. Uh, yeah, knowing when to utilize it and when not to utilize it is is an important skill to to yeah. uh, refine. Knowing when to stop. It sounds like an alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play in a band um, called Silences, and we had a keyboard player who, as a performer, as in a solo performer, was absolutely incredible. And mm. the only one who had done their grades and cla- like you know. Uh, traditionally trained sort of musician you know f- going through the you know, s- from a very young age and going through school but he definitely had the most difficult difficulty in adapting to like playing song based you know strophic form pieces yeah, because yeah. it was just to him the underplaying he just felt like in what it was you know if it was a, him just playing a chord progression on a, on the piano at the time he felt what am I really contributing? And he couldn't he, mm. he couldn't get that into his head for like a long time that that was what the song demanded. And mm. um, yeah, it took a while for him to get that. And when he got there, obviously he he excelled because he had the he had an amazing palette to work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of it, it had to click for him, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's yeah. I'd say it happens that way for a lot of people. Um, there's just yeah, like I kind of mentioned the ego thing where it's just like you know try and think about what somebody like completely normal like like you know just someone who's not a musician listening to your song for the first time and like what they're going to get out of it and like yeah just trying to approach it in that kind of manner like and it's like is this a song that somebody that is gonna that is technically good enough for somebody to enjoy while uh while also like just not overdoing it you know so toe for grace is a song that is your latest release um, um yes yeah i think that was the last one i noticed in that song it's a consistent riff it's like the anchor yeah to- yeah um, and it, it's great it's great but yeah i can imagine being with the three guitars in the band 
Mm. You know, there's probably a part of you maybe that like wants to go and do something else, but at the same point, that's what that's the hook of the song, I guess. That's the yeah, you know? yeah, big time, yeah. Um, I think when we were writing it, I tried to to get away from that riff at one point, but <laughs> sneak in. <laughs> it, it was beaten out of me very quickly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, there was something special about that when when that um kind of when Ocean brought it to the group. I think we were we had rented a a, a kind of pub but it used to be a pub but then it was turned into a studio to to write and record for a couple of days and we just had the the room set up we were all kind of just looking at each other in a circle and then uh i think ocean had been working on it for a while and then he was like okay it's finally ready for band kind of format but um yeah there was there was something i mean there's something so wonderful about just playing the same thing over and over again and seeing how like the energy will shift from the start to the to the end you know i think the the two drummers in the band do a really good job of doing that like we will just be holding it down and then they can like rise and fall around the track and by the end of it it's usually just like super high energy and really really fun thing to be a part of i take it ashin is ashin the lyricist then yes yeah he would be the lyrics I, lo- I love the lyrics and i love his, it's a stream of consciousness almost to me um, yeah yeah he's the, good at that <laughs> yeah yeah it's and then the, like the for anybody who is listening check be sure to check out the video because the video is kind of like a homage to samuel Beckett um video not i i think it's called so, so, who, who would you say for the band and for yourself were significant influences um significant influences i think there's like a a kind of shared like I think everyone in the band listens to really different music, um. But there's a couple of like kind of overlaps, which just kind of works. So like, I would say bands like Sonic Youth, My Bloody Valentine, um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, yeah. Um, yeah, just just stuff of stuff of that vein where you're kind of, and then um, yeah, is there anything else? It's kind of coming to my mind. I mean, a lot of a lot of maybe current stuff as well. Like this kind of big post punk movement is is nice to mm-hmm. to kind of get reference to as well. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say mainly them anyway. And then like you know we do we do fun stuff where we cover stuff that nobody would expect us to cover. And like that's like all like old school influences. Like we did a cover of uh, Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> Uh, and like that's a that's a banger, man. Like that's <laughs> yeah, no. that's a, that's an influence. Like, um, thankfully, it, you've got the three guitars to kneel yeah, down all the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was like it was a. It's like I think it was said to me because I was like, wow, wouldn't it be really cool to cover like songs for the dead or something? You know, with the two kids. And I was the, I think the, the 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 reply was like, nah, man, that's way too cool for us. We've got to pick. <laughs> we've got to pick like songs that we're not like nobody would expect us to play or like is are very uncool. <laughs> but. Uh, Natasha Badenfield had like about five or six absolute tunes in the early 2000s. She was like number one every week. Her and yeah. her brother would like yeah, switch. Yeah, yeah, the Beddingfields. Yes. Have yeah. you released any of those or is it just for fun? Like you're kind of jamming those? Um, we keep talking about doing an unwritten release because it is just actually so much fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just like kind of dependent on, on other things. Um. But yeah, it, I would. I mean, I, I, I'd hold out hope. I hold out hope that we'll be doing it in the future. I um, would hold out hope that yeah. I get to hear it in the future. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, moving forward, like with the music, have you thought about um, 
and you've, you've got a couple of EPs out um, so far and you've done singles. Mm-hmm. Is there a talk of doing an album? Or? Um, we f- have an album um, that is kind of just in the process of getting finished. Okay, cool. So I think we've got four, four tracks completely done on it and then a couple more just need to be mixed and mastered and stuff. But it's looking like it's going to be out, I think, in March or April next year. Everything... Perfect everything permitting but um i think it was it was supposed to come out sooner but uh just with corona and all it just didn't seem like a a good idea to just uh like i know we had to like reassess the whole like bringing something out into the world it kind of changed the landscape of that uh over the course but um yeah we're gonna so when that comes out i mean i think and we're working on new songs as well so hopefully we'll just be able to get into a studio and record them asap Mm -hmm. as well and just kind of keep the ball rolling where did you record the album? Um, in a wonderful studio out in Delgany in Wicklow called The Meadows with uh, two lads called the Deaf Brothers who are Rian Trench and Robert Watson. Okay. And that is a pretty great place to go out to. It's like a room. Drums sound amazing there so you can set up quickly and then save a lot of time doing that. And then they've got all these old like crazy amps that I don't even think they make anymore. And you just get to kind of take your pick and they've got all these amazing pedals and stuff. So it's, it's really like, and they don't do anything in half measures. Those lads, they fucking, they go for it. Like, so yeah. it was kind of, it was a good match. It was a good working match. Um, so yeah, uh, that was a, that was a great experience actually being up there. We were up there for, I think five days, six days. Okay. That's it. And from start to finish you got the tracks recorded oh actually no wait sorry I'm, I was thinking I'm thinking we were there for three four days three days um, but yeah we get, we got the guts of like uh, seven seven or eight tracks done in like a couple of days which was just like we were really surprised I think we were only expecting to get like one done properly mm-hmm. but we had the bones of most of it there but uh, I think that was just coming off a summer festival circuit so we were just like really tight Honest, on it yeah Yes. So, which is I would recommend doing if you wanted to go into the studio to kind of know fucking about you know what you're you're doing, um, which is you, great you know saves time saves money. Are you, are you live tracking? Uh, so he's doing bass drums at the same time, or he's doing everything. We, we did we did the drums together with a bit of bass, but then I think there was just guide tracks, and then we kind of overdubbed everything yeah, else. Okay. okay, but um, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I can't. It was it was it's it's been nice as well because uh. There's been a couple of lineup kind of changes over the years, but it seems like uh, the bass player Dav joined maybe about a year, a year and a half ago. Sorry, I'm really bad with time at the moment, but I think it was around a year and a half ago. And ever since then, it was like the circle's been closed, and we've just kind of we feel like this is the band, mm-hmm. and really excited to just like keep building on that working relationship and just kind of see where we can take it when we know that everyone's kind of dependable and not gonna go off somewhere else, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that consistency's good too. Yeah, because you learn, it takes time to learn how to really play with somebody, I feel, like, uh, to build up that, that kind of relationship. And you can only do it by, like, you know, committing to it for years, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do start seeing the results of that, it's just really, really rewarding. It's like a kind of satisfaction you can't get from anything else. Especially for a bigger band, knowing your role, I guess, in that. You know, if there's three, if there's three guitars going, do you kind of... And the two drum, two drummers. Does one of the, is one of the drummers like staying a lot on his like hi hats and snare, and is there like a maybe the other drummers you know doing things on the toms, or is there sort of like an understanding where 
you know, when one of the guitar players is lower down the fretboard, the mm. others are like it's just like you just bounce off each other in the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of that for more the for some of the like maybe more sound soundscapey jam moments, but generally for the guts of the songs, the drummers will be playing the same thing. Okay. Um, just like and just just really yeah, uh, just bringing it up on another level, which is. It's funny how, because like when you take one away, if say one guy can't get to rehearsal, you really notice the fact that there's only one drummer. I know, I'd say like, he was. <laughs> try, try, try. Once you like, once you have two, you don't really want to go back, you know. Um, Ushin will sometimes jump on the spare kit in the room when we're jamming. <laughs> There'll be three drums gone. But uh, uh, in terms of the guitar, yeah, we do try to mix it up in terms of like the. The tonality of the of the guitar is like such that like we will try and break it up over three different areas um and there's a there's a lot that you can kind of do with three guitars as well you can kind of get these like uh nice kind of arpeggio delay kind of movements so i think that one of our tunes has that where we just like hit a note one after another so it's like ding 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 and like mm-hmm. it's like having this kind of nice delay kind of effect um it was like a real thing Block Party did, but like not with the two guitars. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know. Absolutely, yeah, the back and forth. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's just uh, you know, it's an area to play around with, I think. But um, yeah, we will try and play in different kind of parts of the guitar just to make it seem like we're not all doing the exact same thing. You yeah. know, it was where we wouldn't be playing the same notes, we wouldn't be playing the same area. Man, Jesus, yeah, going on tour. And the sound uh, gay looking at you just like, Yeah, there's, there's a, good few, a good few times where like... You send your your stage spec off, you know, at the start of the tour or whatever, and then you get there to the venue, uh, and it's just like, oh, sorry, I didn't get that. E- I didn't read that email. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bother reading that email. Uh, what's your setup? And then like you're just gonna have to just like grin and bear for a sec and just be like, two full drum kits, and then you you said three guitars, a bass, and four vocals, and then the guy will probably laugh and be like ha 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 no really what's your setup <laughs> or or he'll just he'll go straight to the shocked expression and then you gotta be like uh sorry dude like <laughs> this is your job for the night like but, uh, no we we get we do like we do we we brought our own guy with us for the last two tour runs so like we were pretty well versed and just being like look we know this is like unusual for you know your whatever wednesday night in whole city or something but uh like we, we we'll just get in and we'll do it as quickly as possible and be out of there as quickly as possible uh i think it's like the least we can do <laughs> just just like not hang around too much i remember again we uh, the last band i was in was a five piece and uh, but we we had you know loads of other little elements so you know you had a a drummer also had a drum pad and a keyboard uh, keyboard oh, yeah. a synth a keyboard a synth and then and you know the laptop mm. and it was you know those days were there was something maybe you, you forwarded your stage plan and they didn't get it and then you know you would it would be like whose turn is it to tell the sound guy tonight what the setup is yeah, and then you, yeah. you'd give him the bare bones and you'd see how much they could take so you'd be like oh we've got a keyboard and drums and bass and a couple of guitars and four vocals and you would see how that goes <laughs> yeah, yeah and if he's if he's doing okay you'll go and oh, we've got a drum pad there at the back so we'll probably need another card okay and uh, uh, there's the synthesizer in the laptop as well and that's it <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just squeeze it in there yeah. yeah that's actually that's a decent uh system though in terms of like yeah uh, just uh, i guess we i couldn't quote whose turn is it tonight like yeah, oh, draw, yeah. draw, draw draw straws or something uh <laughs> yeah 
Uh, it's a bit of a. It can, yeah, it can be a bit of a a struggle sometimes. Just when you when you know you have to bring an extra kit with you at all times. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like it's part of it. You know, you grin and bear it. Yeah, yeah, earning your stripes. Earning um, stripes, yeah. Try to get at a fucking taxi at like three in the morning <laughs> after a gig, and you just like this massive kit, and the guy's just looking at you, and he's laughing, and he drives off like, uh, yeah. Um, so I know you alluded to it earlier about the post-punk scene. Um, are there any the contemporaries in Dublin um, or Ireland that you know that you're enjoying, or people maybe you would like to get to perform with in the future? Um, who am I loving at the moment? Uh, I'm a big Just Mustard fan. Yeah, I think that I think they are fantastic. Uh, I think it's like I just got a real, real love of uh of moody shoegaze music. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like some of their guitar sounds are savage. Um, there is a daily punk band that I used to pl- I used to play myself called the Panic Attacks that are doing really good stuff. Um, it's just like it's it's really just intense kind of. Uh, rock rock riffs like um but uh i can't it's yeah it's kind of it's like i feel like all of my my knowledge of uh of what's going on has just been like kind of paused it's just like yeah. i don't re- i don't really remember what it was like to be <laughs> a part of a music scene like back in the day yeah <laughs> where's, where's the place that you were where did thumper like was there a venue in dublin that you really enjoy playing that like you know you'd love to come back and do an album launch in or yeah um oh god dublin dublin scenes i mean i feel like what i would have complained about eight months ago is now just like oh fucking like can't wait to get back there you know like i'd love to do a i'd love to do a gig in workman's and just fucking pack it out and have the crack but uh i mean i think in terms of stages for us it's kind of like it's not almost what we what we would like to play, but like what is actually feasible for us to have enough room on. Yeah, Workman's uh, is pretty. It's, it's, it's is tight. Pretty small, it's, yeah, it? it's, yeah, it's a tight yeah. squeeze up there. Which I mean, which is fun. But like, I think over just before this, we kind of started playing maybe slightly bigger stages for festivals and stuff, and then realizing that you don't need to be like crammed into the wall when you're given that space. It's also you start work. You start like. Not working it. I don't know if that's a phrase. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You are. You're working it. Yeah, you're selling it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, um, you you freedom to move about and yeah, like you're so not used to that early on. You know, when you because mm. you're just like just don't hit don't hit anybody with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think the Bowden Factory would be one we'd love to do. Um, just when we when we can. It's just like because that's a it's just got a decent size and like it's a good room. And any time I've ever played there, I've always had a had a great time. Have you seen anybody in there that you've really enjoyed? I love that. I love Button Factory. It's a great venue. Mm. Um, who have I seen there that was savage? Uh, I've been. I've been. See, I've been. I've been to fucking loads of gigs there. Oh, um, Black Midi. I think was the last one I was at. Oh wow! Um, okay. And that was just like a serious punch to the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, just watching these like kids play music that is just unbelievable. I think they're only like just turned 18 or something I, I that probably, they're really young but like I, I, I might be getting this wrong that was just me looking at them on stage and I was like they definitely look very young to me 
but uh, they're just their musical capability is amazing. Like, and, yeah, it's strange seeing uh, like young people that young and being like they're my musical hero. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I want to be weird. like them when I grow up. Oh god, what have I done? <laughs> Wasted my life. But um, no, it's it's it, that was a that was a great show. They have a serious live sound, and their drummer is just fantastic. Uh, you could just watch him drum all day. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I'm going to ask this question I meant to ask it earlier. I'm sure you've been asked a million times, but was there a reason why you named the song after a ca- the, an actor from that 70s show? Or uh, there was no reason whatsoever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think, and now I think, I think this, this, like there's been like stories and stuff put out about like rumors have started. You know what I mean? But like, That's you when know, you know it's good though. I think, I think it's just, a, it's a, it's a completely random, uh, random thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of I got, looking through the lyrics for any links to Topher Grace or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I got, I think a guy called, uh, Christopher Grace bought from, he lives in California and he bought a t-shirt from us. And we're really just like hoping that it's him. Right. <laughs> oh, it's like fingers crossed. Yeah. Somebody I, just sent it to him, and and that's and like he bought a T-shirt. Yeah. I wrote I wrote a song called Channing Tatum. I was hoping he might he might give me it's, a like, but he, I think a couple of people yeah. actually like you know do that thing in Twitter now. People just you know online petitions almost to start like tagging everybody. Oh, Channing Tatum, Connor yeah, Wayne's written this it's, song. It's one way to go about it, all right. Yeah. No no response. Still waiting for him to come back to me. Yeah. Um, but man, Alex, thanks thanks a million for doing this and um no problem. It's yeah, been it's fun. been been good fun and hopefully we can get the guys on, a couple more of the guys on at some stage and Yeah. Um absolutely, yeah. I think I think we'll all have a bit of time free for the next while, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, what's what's the plan moving forward? And stuff's just going to f- try to finish up the album. And yeah, going to finish up the album. Um, we've got a music video to finish up for a track. The next track we're bringing out, I think, will be in the new year. Um, so we're finishing up a, a video for that. Just gonna yeah, just and work for the album launch. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it'll just be it'll be a smooth, painless process. But well, I hope so. I love the music, yeah. man, and uh, I look forward to seeing. Thanks very much when it comes around so cheers thank you thank you dude appreciate that was Alex from Thumper and the song you can hear is Topher Grace. I wish the band all the best moving forward and hopefully they'll get to finish those gigs that they missed due to COVID-19. They're definitely an act that I'll be going to see when music returns to venues. For a limited time our listeners can get 15% off Dead Rabbit Irish Whiskey at the DLD.com which is offering free delivery across Ireland. Next week we have the band responsible for one of my favourite gigs last year in Problem Patterns. If you have any questions for the band please let us know via Instagram at Dead Rabbit. Till then, take care. For your hair and head to rest upon my chest, I guess.
so fantasize. 